Hello, everybody. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says podcast, episode number 378. And I am back. And thank you very much for your kind words and missing me while I was working on another project that isn't completed. It's going to take me a while to complete it, but sometimes I have to divert my attention to that specific project, which was going to be a uh, kind of a big project for me. And uh, I'm not going to tell you anything about it right now. Trust me, when it happens, you will know, mainly because I will then begin talking about it. <laughs> but listen, folks, I, and here, I just want to very quickly a- answer uh, some questions I've been asked by some of the listeners, obviously you. And um, people have asked me why I have two podcasts, this podcast, the Yes, Anthony Says podcast, and my other podcast, the Yes, Anthony Thomas Show. Now, the reason I did that is because I wanted to differentiate different things I'm doing on the other podcast, the S. Anthony Thomas show. That is strictly comedy sketches. It will be interviews and things of that nature on this podcast. It's more as if I was talking directly to you as a friend of mine. Like if we were hanging, uh, hanging out, having dinner or something like that, and we were talking across a table, this is what this podcast is. So this podcast tends to be. Um, I'm open to doing more serious things on this podcast, talk, taking on more serious topics and being more open on this podcast than the other one. The other one's a show. This one is essentially just me talking to you, which is why after 370 something episodes, you've never heard any other voices on this podcast other than the ones that was me pretending to be someone else. And I made it very clear. You could tell uh, I made sure you knew it was actually me doing the voices. Okay. So that being said, it's great to be back. And as I've just said, on this particular podcast, I tend to handle uh, topics that are a little more serious and I'm going to do so today. Um, you can probably tell because I'm using my normal speaking voice. I'm not using that sing-songy voice and that I'm when I'm doing the comedy. I usually do that because that differentiates the when, I'm, when the jokes are coming and when I'm going to be in that voice. But when you're hearing this, what you're hearing right now, this is if I'm talking directly to you. This is what my normal speaking voice sounds like. And what I wanted to talk to you today was about breaking points. Now, a lot of times when you see th- people talking about a person's breaking point, they always go to the extreme. You know, you remember that falling down movie with Michael Douglas where he wigged out, and you know, you know, the movie, you know, a little violent there. And you see that I'm not talking about that type of breaking point, the type of breaking point where you will break a law or do something physical to someone or be ridiculously rude to someone or something like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the kind of breaking point that literally makes you wake up one day or in one moment and look at the people around you, look at the things that are going on around you. And all of a sudden you kind of see them in a different way. I'm going to step off breaking points for a minute and give you something similar to a breaking point, but it's like a positive breaking point, right? Now, I don't have any children, but I've seen my friends that have had children and I've seen what happens. I've seen the guy who was the guy at the bar talking about the ladies and doing all this wacky crap and doing handstands on the bar with the keggers and doing this and drinking that and doing that and getting into the fights. Finds a really nice lady, a sweetheart of a lady, the kind of lady you ever just see a friend meet the right person and you see them messing up and you, even though it's none of your business, you walk up and go, look, moron. 
This is the kind of woman you can build a life with. She's awesome looking. She's great. And for some reason, she tolerates your dumb behind. Okay. She tolerates you more than we tolerate you. Okay. Cause I can't tell you how many times I came close to drop kicking you down some steps, but didn't cause I love you. Well, she really loves you. Okay. So shut up, punk. And enjoy that woman. And you meet a woman like that. I can't wait to meet a woman like that for me. But your friend meets a woman like that. And what happens? This is a positive breaking point because she breaks the bad stuff in him. Breaks it. All of a sudden, he has a couple beers. Or doesn't have a couple beers. Completely controls his alcohol intake. Because... It was a party thing for him. He wasn't an alcoholic. It was a party thing for him. It was a party thing for him. And now he has complete control over it because he wants to be with her. And he's not hanging out with his friends as much because he wants to be with her. And we don't mind. We don't mind. Some of us had, had ladies at the time and we went with the be with our ladies. It was a positive breaking point. She broke the bad habit. He was inspired to be a better guy because of her. Same thing with your lady friends. Guys aren't the only ones that get drunk and act like idiots. Your lady friends do the same thing. My crew of friends has just as many ladies in it as dudes. And we have lady friends. She's the life of the party and double backflips and getting in the thing and all of that. And what happens? She meets a great guy, right? And she wants to spend time with that guy. She spends less time with her crew. Enough, a lot, but more, obviously, with them. And the same thing in a non-gender specific way. They have children. And now all of a sudden, you're a father or a mother. And it changes. You get another positive breaking point. And you realize it's not all about you. It's about the kids. It's about your spouse. It's about the family unit. Positive breaking point. You have become a better, more rounded, more responsible person positive breaking point and it's a beautiful thing to see but even for someone like me that is not married and not currently in a relationship you have a breaking point in a positive way too and you realize there's certain things that you want to accomplish in your life. And I'm sure there's a ton of you out there. I know you feel the same way. There's a, there's a thing you want to do. It's a positive thing. It's something that you've always wanted to do or something that feels good to do. And you want to do what you want to do, what you decide. You deserve to be able to do this thing. Live this dream. Maybe you want to work out and get your body back in shape. Or you've never been in shape. You want to get your body in shape. You want to eat well. All right. You want to be more well-rounded. You want to read this, do that, travel this all these things that can make you better more well-rounded and you get this feeling that's what you need to do but there's also negative breaking points too sometimes there are people around you whether it be friends or relatives or a combination of both that are a little bit selfish because you were always one of those people that was really really nice and too nice in some ways to say no to certain things. You have people around you who will take a favor that you do and turn it into a favor that you do often. And it'll be a favor that you do often. And all of a sudden, that favor that you do often becomes your job. I had a friend of mine used to come over to the house all the time. And under normal circumstances, people, you know, most people know, don't just show up at a single guy's house 
all the time. You just don't do it, especially not my house, because I'm usually either working. When I'm in the house, I'm either sleeping, working, or there's a lady there. And in any case, I don't want you there <laughs> unless I know you're coming. Don't just show up at my house. That's the way it is. So I had a friend come over and he comes over a certain time of day and hangs out and it's okay and it's cool, you know, and the lady's there and she's looking at looking at me like, yeah, um, I need you to leave. She's, this is what she says with her face. She didn't say it with words, but she said it with her face. She's looking at me like, I came over here so you could take that penis and put it in this vagina and it's not going to happen with that guy here. So get him out. And my face looked at her and said, <laughs> he's gone. Right. So I got rid of him. But he had already been over a half an hour. And for some reason, being over a half an hour was an indication of this guy that was OK to come over every day. And he kept coming. And it wasn't even on the same day. All of a sudden, he started showing up again and again and again and again. Right. And we tolerated him for about a half an hour. And then she would give me that look again. I want that thing in this thing. Get rid of him. And I'd look at her and I'm going, I'm going to get rid of him and put this thing in your stuff. And I'd get rid of him. But he kept coming. He kept coming over. Right. And during the course of that half an hour, I had some waters in the refrigerator, right? And when a guest comes over, you offer them water, right? When you have packs of water in the refrigerator and you drink them every once in a while, right? I mean, you have like a water filter or something like that, but you drink the cold water every once in a while. And all of a sudden you realize when you look at the packs of water that they've been really, really dented because this person keeps taking them, taking them, taking them, taking them, almost as if it's his water too, Right? He doesn't even ask after all. He just walks in and walks right into the kitchen, grabs the water. I wouldn't even do that in a relative's house. I would ask first, but this guy does that. Right? And this is the same person when they you do a favor with them, you drop them off somewhere, you pick them up at the airport, you go do this for them. Hey, you're on the way by. Could you grab? Could you grab? Could you grab? Could you grab? And all of a sudden now, he's drinking up all your water, delaying you, jumping on top of your girlfriend, right? Now all of a sudden, he wants you to stop off and get this and get that and get this and get that and get that. All of a sudden, you're going shopping for him. He has a car. He has a car. He has a car. He actually makes more money. He has a car. And sometimes, oh, I'll catch you next time. I don't have any cash on me. What? now imagine as annoying as this person is if you had three people equally annoying four people equally annoying five people all showing up metaphorically speaking and killing your vibe and asking for things and asking for favors and every day of your week Every single day, you couldn't just sit down and enjoy your day or watch television or just chill. There's always somebody calling you, asking you for something. Things that they could do themselves, but he's a nice guy. He'll do it. Oh. And at first, you kind of just think, uh, you know, I like to help. But there comes a time 
when it builds up and it builds up like Japanese water torture and drip 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 right on the top of your head drip 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 remember little remember water cut the Grand Canyon water cut that you ever seen water cut your table in half no because it's not there long enough because it's not been hit in the same spot long enough but if you kept pouring water onto your table over the course of time it will cut that table in half yes it will if you splash water on you long enough if you could stand there for thousands of years of course you'd be dead by then but you get the point it would cut you in half why because if it can cut rock in half if it can do that if it can carve the grand canyon over millions of years it can carve your punk ass yes it could what about you had friends that are always calling you with their problems? They're venting and venting and venting and venting and venting and venting and venting. And they just won't shut the hell up. They can't shut the hell up. They don't even know how to shut the hell up. So now you got five or six people running you around doing stuff for them. And now you got a couple other people that keep calling you whining about their problems. And you're a nice guy. You're running errands. Well, I'll listen to these guys. At least it's not running errands. I'll listen to these people. You listen to this guy and he's complaining about his wife. And you got to listen to that. My husband did. And you got to listen to that. Right. And as it turns out, while you're listening to them rant about their spouse which has nothing to do with you but you're nice enough to listen then they get mad at you because you weren't available to listen to the rant and why were you not available because you were out running errands and doing crap for other people none of these people ever take into consideration that you as a grown woman you as a grown man have a life this is the equivalent of a person who's a kid at a dance party sitting in a corner having everybody throw coats in your lap while they're out on the dance floor having a great time. They're dancing to the music, dancing to the music, and you're sitting there with a bunch of metaphorical coats in your lap and you put up with it. You're trying to go, well, I'm just, uh, I don't want anybody to steal my friend's coats, metaphorically speaking. I don't want that to happen. And you try to rock in a chair to the music just to get a little bit of joy. And all of a sudden they're going, hey, hey, could you not rock? Because every time you rock, one of the, the uh, coats on this gigantic stack of coats that you're holding that you shouldn't have to hold in the first place almost fell into the floor and got dirty. So just be careful. Don't dance. It to just sit there in one space and stare at us dancing while you hold our coats. No matter how nice a person you are, after a while, that will take you to your breaking point. And in some ways, I'm talking about a slightly younger version of me. Because it just, things just kept piling up on me. And nobody cared that I have two podcasts to do. Nobody cared that I'm writing a f all new long ass stand up show that I'm going to be doing next year. Nobody gave a crap about the project that I'm not going to tell you about right now that I'm creating. Nobody cared that I had to try to do that. Until I hit my breaking point. We need you to no, but uh, no. Could you come? No. Could you hold our coats? There's some hangers all the way over there. And there's a coat section all the way over there. And there's a guy sitting in the coat section who's actually motioning to you to take your coat over there. But it's going to cost a dollar. 
Really not my problem. Everybody has a breaking point. Now, what I would like to say to you is if you haven't reached your breaking point, because it feels bad to hit your breaking point because you start to feel guilty because you really did. It really is part of your problem that you allow the people that are using you too much or taking up too much of your time to the detriment of the things that you're supposed to be doing. You allowed that to happen. You did that. And now everybody's life has been bent in a way to accommodate you doing things for them that they should have done for themselves. It's very similar to if a if a relative who was the center point to the, the family, you know, I don't want to go with death, but let's just say for the sake of argument, they get offered a job in a different city and they have to leave. OK, because I don't like to use death in, in, in stories like that. Let's just say they move or they get find a great person and that person has a great job someplace and they decide to uproot and go there and they're not available anymore or they resume a successful career and they're not available anymore. It's really weird because essentially you at that particular point are the Jenga block that where if they pull it out, a whole lot of things fall down. But unfortunately, there's no other way around it, because the longer you're that centered Jenga block that's going to knock everything down, the higher the pile gets. It's going to fall down anyway. But would you rather have a five story pile fall over or a 50 story pile fall over? Because it's going to fall over when you leave. Now, I know probably a half of my audience is young people. Roughly half of you. Look around, my friends. Look around and ask yourself, how many people here are asking me to do things that they could do for themselves to the detriment of the things that I need to do, not want to do? need to do and if people start piling up those jenga blocks on you my friend and take yourself out of that pile quickly if you see that people are starting to build things around you and it's going to stop you from flapping your wings it's going to stop you from flying it's going to stop you from building the life that you want to build take your block away you can still help them but you got to help yourself first. If you got friends, when you decide to start eating health and they keep trying to get you to eat cheesesteaks, you got to make it really clear. I'm not eating that. If you're working on a project that means something to you and they keep bothering you to go and do something that's going to be a detriment to that, even if it's just a detriment to that, because it's going to take up too much time. A party, an individual party is not as important as a project you've been working on for six months when you got a presentation the next day. Oh, no, it's not. Sometimes you just got to say to other people, I can't do it. Sometimes you got to turn off your phone and focus on that thing you need to be doing. You got to turn off the phone. You got to turn off the phone. Because if you don't, that stack, those Jenga blocks are going to get higher and higher and higher. And even though you're worried about 
pulling yourself out and the Jenga blocks falling over to the left or to the right. There's going to come a point when there's so many blocks stacked on top of you that you get crushed. And I was not going to allow myself to get crushed. And I don't want you to allow yourself to get crushed. Look around. See what's going on and make the adjustment. Make a move before you hit your breaking point. Dig? Cool. Well, folks, this is S. Anthony Thomas. This is episode number 378 of the S. Anthony Says podcast. Much love to you. I will see you again next week. Yeah, that's right. I said next week. I'm back, Dagnabbit. Stop giving me a hard time, all right? Told you I was working on something, Dagnabbit. <laughs> so I'm going to be back. Um, I figured out a way, as I've said in this podcast, this project that I'm working on, and then there's a lot of other things that were getting piled upon me, and I figured out a way to reset things so I could actually do my pods on my regular schedule, still get the project finished, still get the stand-up back finished, and uh, get everything done I need to get done. So we're good. We're back, baby. So... Much love to you all. Like I said, I will see you again next week. And as I'm sure you remember, we are going to say goodbye the way we always say goodbye. We're going to do it on the count of three. I know it's been a little while. I know it's little been a little while. But just if you forgot, and I can't see how you would. You've been listening to this podcast for six years, damn it. I'm going to do it. We're going to do it together on the count of three. Are you ready? Good. Here we go. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out. Go. S. S. Anthony Thomas. 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 Go ahead and laugh. And smile. Go ahead and giggle. We're gonna get wild. Go ahead and clap. Go ahead and cheer. We're gonna have a good time while up in here.